You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Liberty Podcast. This is episode number 217 of the Centralized Favorite Podcast on the We Are Libertarians Network. Jeremiah Morrill today joined by co-host Dakota Davis and producer slash co-host Zach Burcham, who's going to be working his way over to uh, us here in a few minutes. What we got on deck, Dakota? Today's episode features the three of us. Uh, we're going to be talking to you guys about things tightening up again in the era of COVID-19 and pandemics. Uh, there's all kinds of different restrictions that are already starting to happen in place. Um, I've recently worn a mask for the first time in a long time. It got so you too, Jeremiah. Huh? Ah. Um, there are still some major events going on. We're going to tell you about uh, there are organizations saying they're going to tighten up. There's organizations saying, no, they're going 100% no matter what. Uh, we're going to give our thoughts on it. And then Jeremiah has a bit in here about the Colts falling apart, and I assume that that has to do with some surgery that's going to be coming up soon. So make sure you stick around until the very end of the show for that. That's nah, up to you. I mean, if you don't want, if you don't want to talk Colts, we don't have to talk Colts. As the fans, you can you can duck out anytime you want. We believe in free association and making your own decisions. Uh, we just did a cool twenty minutes on uh, on Patreon bonus edition extra content. Heard about my Nashville story from last weekend. Uh, Probably going to have some more Nashville stories next weekend because I'm absolutely insane. I got home from Nashville, Tennessee on Sunday night and I leave again Thursday afternoon because I'm. What are you doing I'm, I'm for this time? IndyCar. Oh. IndyCar. Exact same place. Watching a different event, but literally the same NFL stadium complex of the uh, the Tennessee Titans. Boring. Uh, so Patreon is brought to us by some people, Dakota. That's right. Patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty. I have gum in my mouth. Make sure you go sign up at patreon.com slash boss hog liberty. You can find out what the gum is all about. Yes, that is an actual bit that was in the show. We do an extra 20 minutes of show each and every week just for the people who sign up and support us every month. Uh, Patreon is where you can go and you make a monthly donation to the show. It starts at any level. You can, you name your price and uh, there, but there are different tiers. If you pay us higher, then we give you more. That's just the way the world works. It's the free market, baby. Love it or leave it. That's what I have to say. Uh, we do all kinds of things for the Patreon members. You get access to a super secret Facebook group. Uh, that's where you can find all kinds of um, different things. Sometimes Anthony Meyer, who is one of the one of the most, um, we'll say, loyal fans of the show, the most loyal Patreon member, also a member of the fifty dollar a month club. He uh, he sometimes makes memes about the show sometimes we talk about him and then uh i inadvertently make fun of him and not call him man enough <laughs> you question and, his very soul and heart and, and uh he makes memes about that he posts those in that group uh make sure you join if you, and no matter what level you join you get ac- you get access to that group and you get um, the show notes show notes some ahead of time every episode uh we promise show notes we ha- have all the links in here that we that we use to uh do the research and what so you can follow along read the same information that we read uh all kinds of good things sometimes we send out postcards we sent out uh um bow ties most recently to the highest paying members also if you donate at $50 or more a month then you get a shout out at the front of each and every episode those folks are Miss Christy Avery from all the way in Fort Wayne Mr. Jonathan Phillips our favorite car dealer in uh in Indiana, in all the U.S. Oh, favorite one ever. Yeah. I follow I follow John from dealership to dealership. He's great. Currently at Andy Moore, Buick GMC. Yep. Tell him Fisher's to go to Davis you. Mr. Anthony Meyer, who's, uh, we don't know where he lives because he's a man of mystery. I think he lives in Ohio. but He's a traveler. Yeah. He, uh, he lives in a big rig. He's delivering all the goods in the nation. He's keeping this economy running, baby. And you better say thank you. And we also have the Fiddler's Green Cigar Company, the local cigar company here in Newcastle, Indiana. They have a the premier uh, mobile cigar lounge, and they also set up at all like the Fourth Friday events, all the festivals around town. 
and uh, surrounding areas. And if I can ever cigars. find a Friday, I'm back in town. I'm looking forward to going down to buying some more cigars. Well, you know, maybe maybe you won't have to wait till Friday. Rumor has it that Mr. Lamb, who runs Fiddler's Green, is going to be bringing his mobile cigar lounge here, which is now going to be an Airstream trailer. This is a rumor you to you've debut it on the show a few times. It was supposed to happen last week. Uh, there were some complications. It wound up working out because I had to go to work last week. So it is what it is. No harm. No foul. I uh, I did fail. I failed again, as always. Uh, as as uh, not always, as often happens. I didn't do the final read. Mm-hmm. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. Here to push your boundaries, make you think as individuals. <clears throat> Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully, you will always learn something new. We also have tea chip stores. That's where you can get your Boss Hog of Liberty merchandise. Those are BHO one, BHO two, BHO three, BHO four, or BHO mug. But we have. A place where you can find all of our beautiful links, and uh, our wonderful producer Zach Bertram is going to be putting those in the live stream chat on the link tree. That's right, and I think that the link tree is on the website bosshogofliberty.com, and uh, that's where you can find everything. That's where you can go and find the show too. So here's the thing: I had to go to work Monday morning. I had to be at a meeting at a place, mm-hmm. and they made me wear a mask. I hadn't had a mask on my damn face, Dakota, since the beginning of June. I hadn't had a restaurant. I hadn't yep. had a single place that cared. And it snuck up on me. Uh, like a week ago, we were on the show. And I'm like, I'm done. Not wearing it. Not going to do it. It's not, it's not a thing. We're over it. I'm past it. I don't give a damn. And here I am <clears throat> Monday morning having to wear a mask. And you said it's happened to you, too. It did happen to me. At work, when they make you wear a mask, you have to wear a damn mask. It's just <clears throat> the way it works. Yeah. That's free association. If you want paid, you're going to wear it. Well, back back in the middle of the pandemic, it's kind of weird. My office is in a pole barn across the lot, and that's where the you're in an me outpost. And my one coworker, there's only the two of us in this office, so we share an office, and we stay pretty well isolated from anything else. Y'all are pretty but, well your own COVID cluster. Yeah, there's no restrooms in my building. So in order to use the restroom, I have to walk across the parking lot and get to the main building and then use the restroom. One day in like March of this year, maybe February, uh, either way, I've walked over there to use the restroom in the morning. And then just so happened, there was a manager and he saw me walking through and I didn't have my mask on. And he was like, hey, uh, can you put your mask on for me? I said, I don't have a mask, man. <laughs> <laughs> I maintenance. I work out there. And he was like, Well, there's there's some in the in the room in the conference room over there. I need you to go put one of those on. Part of me thought, you're not my boss. You know, you're just a guy. You're just a random guy. Who are you? Who am I? You don't matter to me, and I don't matter to you. Why does this? Why are you? Why are your panties in water over the mask? Just this let me go. Pee. You're gonna die. I on. just need to go use the restroom, and then I'm going to leave. And he decided. I I decided. You know what? It's not worth saying anything. So I just went and got a mask. You I chose to on. comply. I complied. So this was back in on. the spring over yeah. the winter. I, it, was, I th- it was probably winter time. What happened this time? This time, I walked. I was walking over to the main building again, and I saw the. The line crew supervisor. Oh, you spotted the threat. I saw him. We're on good terms. Like me and the line crew. He's a cool guy. I like him. Whatever. He's leaving his job. He's getting a different job. He doesn't like being supervisor. And but anyway, he's too good of a guy for it. Tired of telling people to put their damn mask on. Uh, but anyway, I saw him, and he was like, "Hey, man, I don't know if you know, but they got wearing masks inside now." It's like, are you freaking kidding me? Like I threw all of them away. <laughs> I don't have. We had a mask. mask burning party. It's over. And Dakota, Zach, your yeah, turn your, off. Your mic isn't on, brother. But so I was like, I don't have a mask, and he once again said, "There's some in the conference room." <laughs> so I went and picked some up and put them on. Kept keep a few in my pocket and in my truck again. This is the way of the world now. It is what it is. It's it's the way of the road, man. Mine are in a basket in a house. It all happened so fast. We're, we're all of a sudden the, the CDC had made the rule and every every business of any significant size 
fell in line and said, okay, we're following CDC, whatever the hell CDC says we're going to do. And now we're seeing that some schools and universities are doing it as well. Locally here in Muncie, Ball State University has said indoor, no matter what, and if you're vaccinated, unvaccinated, we don't, uh, basically we don't trust you. uh, So you need to wear it, period. And the the CDC says if you're vaccinated or not, you have to wear it. Right. Which is crazy. I mean, there are different expert opinions. Check, check, check local listings on the expert today. It's like, whether or not, the, it's the, whether or not eggs are good for you or cholesterol is high, whatever. It's the same. The CDC's own website says that the cloth masks are largely ineffective. The only so, thing it's stopping is the droplets. Right. It's not stopping the aerosol, yeah. which they have also told us is the most common way that it's transmitted indoors is through the aerosol particles. That not damn, through the droplets. It's like that we damn used to, Delta Airlines. If we all flew on Southwest, none of this would be happening. Yeah. We used to think that it was because I was sitting here talking and little pieces of my spit came out and touched the table. And then you came by later and you picked up the show notes to go and throw it away. And then you touched your face afterwards after you picked up the paper. That's how you got it. We no, thought that that's how the... Obviously we have that drinks you here, it. so it, we're safe. That's right. I have I have gum and Reading I have my, drink. my Frank's uh, coffee stout uh, from Guardian Brewery in Muncie, and I'm doing just fine. But we used to think that these surfaces, that was how most of the infection spread. That's like why the playgrounds we, were closed. But now we know you just get it from breathing. And these cloth masks aren't stopping the breathing. Like, it's just not the way it works. Now, if you have an N95, that's a different thing. And you don't have a beard because... I see. I see that face. you you cut your hair up on top, but you kept your beard. You don't give a yeah. damn. You won't be stopped. Yep. The man's not going to take Dakota Davis down. Yeah. Sometimes you have to get a buzz cut so that you can judge and see how thin it's getting. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not worth it, Dakota. Just have to just, go. Let's just let's see just what analyze the damage. See where we're at. See what what progress is being made. Are you nervous that it's not going to grow back? I'm not nervous. Okay. If it doesn't grow back, I'm just going to take up power lifting and then shave it. <laughs> it's just going to be gone. <laughs> it's just going to be gone, and you're going to start looking like you, uh, yeah, I won't make any jokes. You have to be a big guy. If you go completely bald and you decide to shave it slick, then you got to be a big That's guy. That's the cousin Rick. You got, yeah. You, it's the cousin Rick. You got to get 16-inch, 20-inch arms and a barrel chest. Otherwise, you, you don't look as good as what you could possibly look. So, so in Indiana, we still have the, if you, you go to a store, you go to a restaurant, the, the signs that are up now say, for the most part, uh, if you're not vaccinated, please wear a mask. If you are vaccinated, then don't worry about it. It's generally the way businesses are working. And nobody wears a mask anyway. Like, we're all over right. it. We are all completely convinced that we're all vaccinated. Some, I still see some one, people in masks. One in 20 is maybe masked. I see point. someone yeah. with a mask and I'm like, <laughs> look at that guy. And I still, like I said, there are people in my office that do. And I still think if you go to Walmart, you'll see you know, three or four people that do. I was at a at the calling hour, common. At calling hours tonight at a funeral home. Probably 50 people. Two were masked tonight. Indoors. I'm seeing a lot more. And that's not including employees. There's some places you go and their employees are being told to mask up. So if you go to New York City now. Uh, they, so, so Los, Los Angeles has had the, uh, their, their mask rule came back. They had like two weeks maskless and they came back. Yep. New York City has brought about a program <clears throat> called Key to New York City Pass. The Key to New York City Pass. And if you have been vaccinated in the state of New York, the state, uh, they're maintaining a database, just like Indiana is, where you can go in and you can, you know, key, queue up and show that you, you have a, your proof of your vaccine card. So it's not the handwritten thing. You've actually got a digital version of it and you can add it to your Apple wallet and it's a little barcode that can be scanned. Oh, God. And it, and it sits in your Apple wallet. And then the expectation of the state is that your gym, your health club, your indoor dining, you, uh, you, you can't just show. Uh, you, there's no opportunity to show a negative test. You need to show your little your little empire park card, and and be get your chirp. Yep, okay, you're fine. You can you can dine with us today. How close are we to you being able to like, hit a button and you order and you get like a ten pack of temporary tattoos for the inside of your forearm, <sighs> to, for like yeah. just to scan them? 
I mean, that's kind of what... have a little star on them, too. So it says, this is the, uh, the story that uh, we got from ABC7 in New York. Enforcement, but not by police, will begin September 13 to coincide with the return of children to schools. <laughs> okay, first jokes, of all, first jokes of all, laid on first them. Of, yeah, can I can I give a pat on the back for not sending kids back to school till the September 13th? New York sounds like a desirable place to be until you I, read on to the second paragraph. Yeah, the first sentence is promising. After that, <clears throat> Mayor De Bill De Blasio says a new approach, which we're calling the Key to New York City Pass. The Key to New York City. When you hear those words, I want you to imagine the notion that someone is vaccinated. They can do all the amazing things available in New York City. This is a miraculous place, literally full of wonders. If you're vaccinated, all that's going to be open to you. You have the key. You can open the door. If you're unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in many things. That's the point we're trying to get across. This uh, requirement will apply to both workers and customers in all of these places of business there will be no option to display a negative test as the city attempts to promote vaccinations as the only way to unlock New York City. Even if you show proof of a positive test, say, look, I had it a month ago. No, no it doesn't I've count. I've got the antibodies. doesn't count. In fact, since I had it a month ago, my antibodies may be stronger than what yours are with the vaccine. Doesn't Am count. Am I therefore good? Nope, you're not. So here's Back what, the line, here's the question. Are, here's the question. Are people going to cancel their trips to New York City? Or are they all going to just go rush out and get the vaccine? I think the vaccine's a great idea. I got it myself, but this is not a good idea. Is probably a bridge too far. Yeah. Because now they're putting the and they're putting the force of government in the hands of business owners. So what what's going to happen? I my my expectation is is that when you have businesses that refuse to do this, the city's going to say, "Okay, you no longer have a permit to do business. So you can't you can't function anymore." The tax department or the health department. Somebody's going to shut down these businesses that don't don't do the enforcement for them. Let's riot, baby! It, yeah, like that paragraph is like so patronizing. Let's, can we <laughs> and, talk about Bill De Blasio for a second? He's on and his now, way out. He's, he's in a, his final term as the he's mayor. He's in his final term, but let's be honest. He's going to go down as probably not only the worst mayor in New York City. Oh, they've had a they've had like, some gems, but the worst mayor in the history of all America. Like, just the worst of the worst, the bad of the bad. Like, that stupid thing he did with the dancing, where he was like, the arts, the arts are coming back to New York. Here's the thing, though, is that nobody's going to remember, because Cuomo is, like, completely stealing The governor. Yeah, the governor governor is making, like, that's that's New York right now. Like, if you look up New York, what's going on there, you're not going to catch too much of what de Blasio is doing. It's the fact that... We're hopeful. So, the... There's hope that the next mayor, the guy who won the Democrat primary, is a retired New York City detective. And he sounds really good. Uh-huh. He doesn't sound super progressive. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. I, don't, I never yeah. believe it. He, he sounds all right. And I think I'm hopeful that maybe the citizens of New York City think we need another Rudy Giuliani. Like Giuliani came in, he kicked ass, he took names, got the mob out of New York City, and we need another guy like that. Got with Borat's girlfriend. Got with Borat's daughter, <laughs> not girlfriend, daughter. That was now, he's a geriatric old man, dude. He's like, and it's a shame because now Rudy Giuliani is going to go down in history. Oh, he's a, he's as, a character. He's a, yeah, as he the is guy a cartoon that, character 30 years after his, that with his the, he was the guy doing press releases with the my pillow dude and had hair dye streaking down his face as, as, yeah, it's a landscaping. Shame. at a landscaping company yeah <laughs> it's a shame at the four seasons <laughs> landscaping he did do oh, great things the content that this world provides so zach are, are you are you offended by this dakota and i are obviously naturally just freaked I'm, the like, hell out it's, uh it there's, like i said that paragraph is like so patronizing and they're and they're telling people okay and like what they needed at this point, you know, we just talked about last week that it's being described as a like a pandemic among the unvaccinated. So um, I've got no problem with if there are people that can be vaccinated and they have issues and they can't like do what you need to get those people support. But the government needs you to say, here are the recommendations. And that's that's where we're done. We're just done. Let, we'll let people do with the recommendations as they see fit as businesses, as people. And if a business wants to. Just act on everything the CDC says, and that's that's their choice. But this whole thing, where it's just like, well, we're not going to let you do anything, and we're going to, but we're not going to enforce it. We're going to make everybody else enforce it. Sounds like just to, a crock. 
you need to show proof of a vaccination to go to a fitness center. In order to go and do Hell, something... If you are that a is, homeless person who uses the gym to shower, you yeah. need to have a vaccination. To go and do something that is proven to be one of the most effective things you can do to boost your immune system, which is highly effective against COVID-19, by the way, you have to show proof of vaccination. It's insanity. This is just crazy to me. I like... I Reading it, it's almost like it's from a book. I guess it's, it's from a novel, not, well, you, you know I mean, not the current time. What's line. crazy, though, is, I mean, like, as bad as it is here, I'm in groups to where there's people internationally, and there was somebody that was training for a marathon, and they did not test positive. They got contact traced in the UK. She had to stay in her apartment for two weeks. If she was seen out of her apartment, it was like a $1,200 fine. And that was like to go for a run. Yeah, she was freaking Australia out. is the same way. He yeah. got, there, there was a man, a 34-year-old man, healthy individual, he got contact traced. This was recently. This was like a month ago. And he, they, what they did in Australia, in Sydney in particular, was they took old hotels, abandoned buildings, and they turned them into quarantine locations. You had to report to the government quarantine location mm-hmm. and stay in that room until your quarantine was up. This healthy 34-year-old man just got contact traced and tested negative. And they're like, no, you have to stay here for the two weeks. And he's like, no. So he went to the dirty laundry and picked up a bunch of freaking bed sheets like a movie, tied them together, and tied them to his bed frame <laughs> in the hotel room. So broke out. And broke out from the sixth story window. And the headline, the headline doesn't even talk about the craziness of that. It's like, the Sydney police on the search for a 34-year-old man who escapes from quarantine. And it's like, what? So I... I was very skeptical of of folks saying we're going to have we're going to pass resolutions against these quarantine passports. I'm like, or not quarantine passports, these vaccine passports. And I uh, you've I don't know I don't think they've spoke them into existence, but there are some people that predictably did go to that point of saying we're going to have these passports if you want to do certain things. Yeah, I knew they, I knew they talked about a lot of clues. It was over the weekend, and they found like, and it wasn't a lot for as many people were there, but like 35 people. Like drop their vaccine cards and left them there. And I don't know if they were photocopies or what. But yeah, it's just like yeah, how many people were at Lollapalooza? I didn't. The, it looked like a massive humanity. I think it was like one hundred ten thousand or something. Like it that. was significant. Well, you go- Google it real quick. We need to find out. Oh, you don't have a computer? No, I don't. You have the computer. Right You've got there. one on your phone. Eh. It, it's like I've had a f- pretty much like normal summer, except for the part I, I kind of started summer off working from home and I'm transitioning back to the office. I'm really not going to be up for at the office if they start clamping down like they started to clamp down before we got sent home last year. Um, but if they start really like it's, I don't know how. I mean, is there gonna, any talk that people are going to get sent home again, or is it just no? no but I know, but I'll it. be honest, that talk. Um, that was just like a same day bomb drop the first time. Where, where I work, whenever the CDC recommendations came out, they said they, they were planning on office workers coming back this month. They said, well, it looks like it's going to be at least October now. So yeah. they even pushed that back. I mean, for the, working sake at of the, the road wrong, construction. wrong place, Zach. I mean, you work for the state, so you already knew that. But. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but so like, yeah, we had no idea that that was coming until I listened to his press conference that day. And then I thought, and I asked my supervisor, I'm like, he's speaking some strong words about this. And then we got told, no, it's not us. And then like an hour and a half later, we got told, oh, yeah, it is. Go home and we'll tell you what to do later. And we got sent home. Like, so that was about 100,000 attendees. There's, there are claims that they can have 100,000 per day. I think it looks like on Thursday, maybe they had 30,000 people, but somewhere in the 100,000 uh, range is the, uh, the head count, the potential head count at Lollapalooza. I don't know. I th- these events are happening. People people know at this point. You know if there's a risk of going or not. You yeah. can make the decision. I if I w- if I was unvaccinated, would I go? Uh, I don't know because there's no social distancing now. It's they, we're back to 100 percent capacity. Yeah, it's completely full. Where I was, they literally had the chairs zip tied together. They were very small folding chairs, and you couldn't move <laughs> them around or spread them out if you right. wanted to. The entire row at the Garth Brooks concert in Nashville. 
actually, I will rephrase, at the Chris Young slash Trisha Yearwood <laughs> concert in Nashville, uh, they were zip tied together. So you couldn't move them. There was no social distancing and very, very few people were masked. But once again, maybe that one in 20 number that I, that yeah. I used earlier. Uh, but everybody knows the risks. You know what you're getting into. If and, no one I, else and that's the reality mask, that we've had for a few months. Wear a mask? If the reason to wear a mask is to protect other people, right? I'll admit that I'm one of those people I judge that stuff. Like before, I would go into places like during those transition times when it wasn't like a mandate thing going on. I would walk in and I would see some places and I'd have it in my hand. I've looked around. I was like, if I'm going to be the only one, I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, okay, if you don't care. If I I walked into an area and it was like 80%, I was like, okay, I'll put a mask on because Uh, I'm in a group of people that care. But Uh, if there were only a, a couple other people that were not masked, then I would keep my mask on. But if there was more, if there was like 40% that didn't have their mask on, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to blend in with the other Americans and take mine off. I just generally did whatever the hell they asked at the door. That was, if, if they said, please mask up, I'd mask up. Yeah. And, restaurants and stuff. Yeah. Like I don't want to put like these freaking hostesses are barely making enough money. Yeah, to get yeah, by. They don't if, need to if be that was asked, If I was yeah. asked to do something, I just did it. They don't need to deal with Someone being like, I'm not wearing my mask. None of them were getting paid enough. Every time I walked into a place that had like a mask checker, I'm like, I looked at them, I'm like, none of these people are getting paid enough to deal with the stuff that they're dealing with. Your life just sucks right now. I'm sorry about it. I'm not going to make it worse. That's just, yeah. So WKRN, Nashville, Tennessee, has a story from uh, from Garth Brooks. He had a live following his, uh, his concert in Nashville that didn't happen. And uh, essentially, his his folks are saying, um, it "Breaks my heart to see city after city." He's uh, he's heartbroken. He's got a few big concerts scheduled, and they've got a three week break. They've been the first big uh, city to city tour. Every basically every other weekend, they've been playing a big stadium. Uh, they did uh, they did Oakland, not Oakland. God dang it! They did Los Angeles. No, no, I'm naming all the places the Raiders used to play. They did Las Vegas. <laughs> They did Las Vegas. They did Utah, Salt Lake City. Uh, they had the concert in Nashville that I attended that didn't actually happen. I believe they're in Kansas City this weekend, and they're going to have a three-week break, and they're essentially going to evaluate, and they're going to decide, okay, are we going to stop doing concerts again in person because they only want to do them if they can do them live for full full house, or are they going to just continue to proceed? Are they going to be allowed to proceed? Apparently, they have a bunch of other dates that are booked that they've not even announced or released tickets for because they don't want to take all this money from people. So they've got shit that's backed up that they're ready to announce, but they're not going to until they know. So it's a tough spot for promoters, for you know, for concert goers, for everybody to decide what's the right thing to do. Um, the NFL is still saying that they are going 100% capacity as of this moment. Uh, they're not wavering. They're not talking like they're going to drop it down. But it's it's a it's gonna. I think that it's gonna be a very interesting time now for for people to decide: Am I going to just jump in line and say, "Yep, I'm following," and we're going to start ending these big events again, or are we going to? How's it going to work? Yeah. It, how how do we all respond? And is it just corporate pressure that makes the decision, or is it individuals that say, "I'm going to go to this stuff," or "I'm not going to go to this stuff"? I think that the big crowd gatherings are about the one item that still affects people's lives or can affect people's lives. Unfortunately, it's going to come down to the pressure on Twitter, just like it did before. You think it's going to be all about the tweets? Yep. If you, if you host an event and there runs the risk of it becoming some type of spreader event, then you'll get shut down and canceled and hated on social media for it. And I don't think that companies want to take that risk. So you think that'll be the fear? Yeah. I think it's just like with everything else. It's why they change all their flags to rainbows in June. Because if you don't, then you get canceled. It's just a fear. They don't actually support. We had a, we had a really, really fast change in March of 2020 when this happened and the NCAA tournament got canceled and it went away. Our events going to it's going to be really tough to go crowdless again for some of these yeah. places when they've when they've barely survived and they they have to have this money to go forward. I I don't know I don't know how this turns out. It's in some places are just really getting into the flow of I opening up. If the government tries to lock us down again, we go full seventeen seventy six again. I think that's what has to happen. I don't think we have a choice. It'll be interesting to see how people react because I think that you might. 
the people that have been vaccinated or got vaccinated right away and are you know, a chunk of those people are people that are like trying to follow everything. And if all of a sudden the government comes back and says, yeah, we know you got vaccinated, but it doesn't matter now it, that we're going to ignore that. I'm like, you think those people are going to say they, the hell those people this. might get angry. Like, because says, they're uh, like, if, if they, if we do come back with the mask mandates, the only people wearing the masks are probably going to be the vaccinated. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I don't know about, I mean like that's something you kind of look that's at. That's a good point. Yeah. But when I see people in the stores, that are wearing masks or a portion of those that are, they vaccinated. typically look like people that probably are vaccinated and are just being extra cautious. They don't look like people that are don't cause you, you, I, it'd be, it'd be weird for some people to say, I'm not going to get vaccinated unless they have some like legitimate concern as opposed to being like just an anti-vaxxer or the government's forced me to do something, but then say, oh, I'm going to comply with the mask. Cause that's a weird uh, mental state to be in where you're going to be, you're not going to listen to this, but you're going to listen to that. Um, so yeah, the, yeah, the people you, yeah, it's going to be real. Those people might get a little bit irked. I'm not if stubborn they, I, enough. I hope they don't shut down restaurants and things again. I don't think that we can do that. I'm not stubborn enough to not get the vaccine because the government wants me to do it. It, it. Whether they do or not, you can make the decision on your own. And if it's right for you or your family or whatever, but just simply because the government's encouraging you to do something doesn't mean that it's a yeah. terrible idea, but it doesn't mean it's a right idea either. It's, it's I, being I, I, a contrarian for the right. sake of being just to, a just to, just to, just yeah. to say the hell with that. Um, you know, I've got a Facebook friend whose brother died this week of COVID from the Delta variant who was like 36 years old. Like it's, there's, it's legitimately very bad. It's a thing. Yeah, it's, and there's, there's very real risks, but I, I feel like, well, if that's, if, if that person made the decision not to get vaccinated, then, I, you're going to see some people. I hopefully at this point, some folks are going to reevaluate and say, "No, I've seen that it's gone." You know, the vaccine's been available for five months at this point, four months. People, you know, it, generally speaking, it's been effective. Maybe some people that are hesitant will, will re reevaluate or, or go back yeah. and look at it. It was what? What are the numbers? Seventy thousand people, or seventy percent of the United States population has at least had their first shot. And of that, there have only been serious illnesses and complications in about 6,000 people. I think that's according to the CDC. Yeah, the numbers are... It's, it's, the numbers it's, of folks that have actually been, yeah. I mean, they knew with any kind of drug, and of course, it, this it, it didn't get tested fully just, you know, like a normal vaccine would be. They knew that the risk was higher. And with any drug, with any kind of vaccine, with you're talking about individuals with many different factors, you're going to have some people who don't respond well to it. That's going to happen. 6,000 out of what's 70% of three, 350 million people, you know, like that's, that's a pretty small amount compared yeah. to the you know, amount of people that have died from COVID and then the people who are long haul COVID patients. But then you also have, I don't know, you just, there's a, there's a risk and benefits game that has to be played. But it seems like the risk isn't that great for the vaccine. It's there, but it's not yeah. that great. It's there for everything. I mean, it's like any, any vaccine you get, my kids get vaccines for like their normal stuff. And they're like, hang out here for a few minutes and they'll have you hang out for a few minutes just to make sure because there's always that chance. Yep. And that's the same thing they did when I had my COVID shot. They're like, okay, get your shot. Go sit over there and stare at a clock for 15 minutes next to the TV just to make sure you're okay. And then. Yeah. And you know, if I'm a person who has, uh, you know, I got, I've been vaccinated with different vaccines in the past and I had severe reactions to them. I'm definitely not going to be trying the COVID vaccine. Like that's for sure. Like if I get a, if I had a Tdap vaccine and it almost kills me, why am I going to take the risk with this vaccine that didn't fully make it through the yeah. processing phase? We're also seeing, hearing reports of much healthier, previously much healthier and younger people that are being affected by the Delta variant. I mean, where it the original like they kind of get was, sick, but they don't. It's not as hardcore as what the other one was. It seems like most most researchers agree that the Delta variant is more contagious, but not nearly as serious. I don't know. I, I guess that's that I've read some different things. I was, I was reading an article. That's kind of typically how viruses also mutate is, and you know, I don't, I'm not a virologist. This is just from what I've read. In, a virologist. In is that a thing? Yeah. You study viruses. 
And, but it seems like what, from what I've read, viruses, just like anything, they evolve in order to survive the best way possible and replicate the best way possible. So if you, if your main goal is survival and replication, then you don't want to kill the host. You don't want to kill the person who is doing its best job of spreading you to other people and replicating you. So generally, viruses will get more contagious and infect more people, but become less deadly as they mutate. As of today, there's a uh, Didier McPhillips of CNN has uh, has a report that came out an hour ago, uh, and it said that 32% of the eligible U.S. population ages 12 and over is not vaccinated at all. Uh, there are 455,000 people initiating a vaccination every day. Uh, the seven day average is top 400,000 for every, uh, all week. And the pace is up 17% over last week. Uh, so it does look like it, things are trending, uh, trending a little bit better on that side. Uh, there's only two states left that have less than 35% of their, uh, uh residents, uh, unvaccinated. That would be Alabama and Mississippi. Uh, shocking that Shock. the SEC is, is troubled. 20 states are over 40, over 50%. And I did look earlier today, I believe uh, in the state of Indiana is somewhere in the 40% range. Uh, Who's pulling the high number then? If they said 70, I guess that that's totally vaccinated. Uh, Vermont, I believe, uh, was, I was there's got to be a couple of states that are like pulling insane. 70 is just at least has their first shot. First shot, yeah. But I mean, yeah, like, that, that's I correct. mean, like if you've got a lot of people out there who got their first shot, got sick, and they were like, the hell with that second one. Uh, I don't know about that as much as it's just the. I mean, they warn you that the, the shots, but usually it's like a twenty-four hour bug. Vermont has seventy-five uh, percent with at least one shot in the arm, and sixty-seven percent that are fully vaccinated. But that's only four hundred and seventy-two thousand people. There's not that. I mean, many say somebody's pulling the average up over seventy percent in on one shot, and like most of the states you mentioned were like at forty. That's yeah. California, and I bet it's pretty high. California. Here we go. I believe they're over fifty. But they're still massive. There's so many people who live in California. Um, the uh, the Google machine did not uh, did not correctly uh, do what I was asking it to do. What a turd! It failed us. But I can I can, I've got a map that I can manipulate here as we're scrolling. I need some map scrolling music. Are the green states less than fifty? Uh, I believe the green states are over forty percent. Uh, California, 52% of people are fully vaccinated. Uh, they've given 45 million vo- uh, doses and 21 million people are fully vaccinated. So they got a lot there. That's halfway. less than I thought. Mark Brim picked the right time to move to a desolate wasteland <laughs> of humanity where there's nobody around. Because you looked at all the areas when they showed the areas of like high transmission. Like the only areas that were like huge swaths of not were where Mark like in, the, in I mean, the north central Mark area. Mark now lives on the uh, Minnesota South Dakota border right. and uh South Dakota's 50, uh, 47% fully vaccinated and Minnesota is 54%. So he's he's doing just fine. Indiana is a Christian scientist won't get vaccinated. Uh 44% here for I mean he's in an area I bet of Yeah, low, those around him are fine, based in an so area of low transmission. Canada has passed us by the way. They are 60% fully vaccinated. They are good to go hosers. They're they're good. That's because they the government rolling. held them hostage. They're like, y'all better get vaccinated or we're going to keep <laughs> They scheduled your date and said, here you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, Alabama, 34%. Mississippi, 34%. Tennessee, 39%. So Tennessee's lagging a touch, too. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. I, it's, it's frustrating that we're here, that we're still dealing with this damn thing. If people... You got folks around the world that are begging to get it, and now we are like... Just like out of principle, there are people that are just like, oh, hell with it. I'm not doing it. I know, that, doing it. And, and know it's supposed to be like, kind and of we're just dragging on younger people. But I wonder if it's just because younger people just didn't get vaccinated. So you have a higher percentage of older folks. And so it's. You got younger people that I think have been convinced that one, it was that other people were way more important than them that needed it. Yeah. So we were like, oh, the hell with it. Young people don't need it right now. And two, it's not going to hurt me if I get it. It's going to be like the flu, but I, that's where I, I want to see more data on the, on the Delta side and see if there are how many people are truly getting sick that are younger. We might be I, deep yeah. into our forties before we actually know what, how this affected people. Oh yeah. I thought Guffy like, said you're deep in your forties now, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Guffy thought, well, here's the thing. Deep in my fifties. They, 
the the death rate continues to drop. We're learning more effectively how to treat this, but also it seems the Delta variant is attracting more young people because young people like myself didn't contract the first variant, but now are more at risk of contracting the Delta variant and have no antibodies because you didn't catch it first. So now it's going into this population that has, Oh, you had it November the the first year. I remember you talked about it. You had it November, 2019, completely convinced right. As soon as you had the sniffles, you were like patient two in the United States. That's right. Some Asian guy sneezed on you and you had it. I know about a dozen people who say that. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know a bunch of people who claim to have it in 2019. I got, we got sick after Jackson was born, but I I don't think that that was COVID. I mean, it was like a cold. It's probably just from being in the hospital generally, you know, you catch a lot of mild bugs in the hospital. It is what it is there. So the Colts head coach, Frank Reich, he got vaccinated. Then he got the COVID. He got the Delta variant. No symptoms. He was fine, but he had it. I, that's the one I, in the, I think that probably the only reason he found out that he had COVID was because they're testing everybody because it's the NFL and they're ridiculous and they make everybody they love, text, te, they they test love testing. It's so dumb. Everybody gets tested every day. We're going to test, 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 yeah. test, test, test. Uh, so he found out the, cause I, 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 as a vaccinated person, I, there's a good chance. I, I suppose I could have it and have no idea. I haven't, that is who the, the hell cares? The scary thing is that these, some of these people are testing positive and like my first assumption is like, is it, well, they, why aren't they vaccinated? Then some of the people you like, you know that they were vaccinated. Like there's some people in racing that have gotten it, and you're like, I know they were vaccinated because there's no way they would have been allowed to travel. Like there was a, an F1 guy that got it, and then a couple, and you're like, you can name name Zach Brown. Zach Brown got the guy it. that runs McLaren. Yeah, you know he was vaccinated. There's no, there's no way. There's no way he's been traveling. He was traveling the way he was without it. Year. And you don't hear, but you're like, so these people are getting and there's getting mild cases, and they don't know it. And so, like, which is which is true before unvaccinated people get it. If you, it was like a forty percent asymptomatic rate with the initial thing, and so like that is that gives you a moment of pause a little bit. But it's less like, well, if everybody's vaccinated, then we'll just handle that. We'll, it'll get handed around like this mild case, and everybody'll be okay. Well, Fauci did say that most transmissions were coming from vaccinated people. Yeah, because more vaccinated. Oh, and that's people are, that's why they're they're going they're, back to the crutch of yeah. well, then everybody needs to wear the damn mask, vaccinated or not, because you're transmitting it. It's back. Right? It, if you remember back in 2020, they were saying like, oh, the asymptomatic spread is what's causing it. Forty percent of people who get COVID are asymptomatic, so they're saying like they're going out, they're asymptomatic, they're carrying a huge viral load, and then they're just breathing in your general vic- vicinity. And therefore, you are catching it. Right. And now it's the same thing. So if we don't want with to, the vaccinated people, if we don't want to wear the damn masks, then go get your vaccines. So you're okay. Otherwise, there's just carrot and a stick, man. Everybody's going to yeah. walk around and get you sick. So. I don't know about anybody else, but right. if I'm in like public, like the store, and I'm walk past somebody within like four foot of them, I'm like looking down and holding my breath, just oh, out of yeah. habit. Just like I'm just weird. I'm like I don't want to like make them think I'm breathing on them. So I'm trying to, I'm like conscientious about that. I, I think the Indy 500 was the moment where I said the hell with it. Like I, I was, oh, it was done. A, that was a joke. Everybody was done. Nobody was wearing masks. And that, you know, Memorial day of 2021 was where I was like, it's over. It gets, it was done mentally. It was done. The whole crowd agreed. It was done. And we moved on. And since that time, I haven't, I haven't done, I haven't been worried about social distancing. I've been, I knew I was fully vaccinated at that point. I didn't care. Yeah. That was the biggest joke of social distancing I've ever seen in my entire life. No one, nothing in my job changed. Right. Except for the the office people who uh, don't do the things, they, they got to go home. So like all of a sudden there's just more room in the parking lot. Like other than that, my entire life didn't change except for what society around me did. Right. And it was so, once that happened and I was like, I know I've come in contact with it a bunch of times. Like I've had to have been around it. There's no way that you could have avoided it if your life just went on as normal like mine did. Then there's no way that I was not exposed. The there was one a bunch thing, of people that had it in my office that I was like around it and eating, eating lunch with them. The one thing that happened that I think is different or that, that, that can still be that can change your life is that the big events will go away. The concerts that you're planning on going to right. that get canceled, away. right? Yeah. Those, those are the events, the sporting events, the, the races that I'm planning on going to, 
the the NFL, the NBA basketball, the in-person baseball, all of that. Those are the items that I think are going to be at risk. That's, and I don't know if that's, unfortunately, I I think that's the one place our lives are going to feel it. And that's a bummer because those are the kinds of events, like I talked about last year, that like you kind of judge your year. Like that's how you kind of follow the progress of how a year is going. And like last year, I had like a family vacation and then between shutdown and then we went to an IndyCar race like in the fall. Other than that, like the whole kind of summer just kind of disappeared. And I literally kind of had a hard time figuring out. I was stuck in March for a while because my kids' birthdays didn't really happen. Like we had a little birthday, but not a party or anything. I don't think people, and I can't imagine anybody's going to be signed up to like, yeah, we're just going to give up on like another set of the holidays. There's some people I realized like, man, I haven't seen some people in like two years. I ate dinner with somebody last night who legitimately said, I haven't seen my dad since 2019. If they say that we have to do it again, I'm I don't think people full Mel Gibson, like (laughs) for real, it's not (laughs) happening again. I'm not, I'm not giving up another year. I'm not giving up another set of holidays. Your kid has grown up in COVID. Like his entire existence has been this again. It's not going to happen for me again. I promise. You're like the war. Yeah, on but ter- your life you're hasn't like, you're changed. Like, you're like the war on terror kid, yeah. and your kid's the yeah. COVID kid. Your your life hasn't changed, Dakota. <laughs> That's true. Except That's true. except for the fact that it, it, what are you going to do if they don't hold an event? That's that's yeah. the one thing that's changed in your life is well, what the hell are you going to do about it? Right. So I mean, so they yeah. don't have they don't have yes. a Colts game. They okay, oh, be mad. That's it. That, that, well, yeah, that's, you're going to get angry, right? And I'm going to shoot do you, somebody. Do you go? <laughs> <laughs> do you go to that many events? Uh yeah. I mean, you go I don't go contracts. to like, I, I go to some sporting events too. Like, I know it's hard for you guys to believe, but like, we like to go to sporting events. You go to the Titan Dome, watching basketball. Yeah, uh, we like to go to Reds. We like to go to baseball games. Oh. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm like, but, I, you, there's nothing you can do to control that other than it, we'll see yeah. what the people decide to do. See but that's, say. that's the one thing that's out there. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm talking about businesses shutting down. Again. Right. I'm talking about like, my restaurant's going away. I don't that's, think that's, that's what I'm, I can't say. I, I, I don't, don't I would be shocked again. if that happened. I think the, I think the mass gatherings of people at, at events are probably are the one place. I think that those are the most in danger. That's at risk. And I'm going to walk into it this weekend. I'm going to be six crowds of 60,000 people Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll see what happens. And it might be the last one that this may be the last weekend. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. I hope mm-hmm. not. Cause I've got some stuff coming up and if they get that pull, yeah. I, I'm planning on doing something similar the following weekend too with you. We'll see. I just don't. I don't know. I I <laughs> I don't know what to think. Anymore. I really just want to work from home again so I can stop driving home on two thirty four. <laughs> That's all I really want out of this is just to not drive through the road construction anymore. Even two thirty four is not perfect because there's a bridge out on it too. You can't get all the way to Pendleton Pike anymore. Uh, you well, can get, I get to on, nine. I get on a Greenfield. Yeah. Now, what's, what is amazing is I've tried to defend Henry County Roads once in a while, um, saying that you can't tell when you enter the county, but 234, you sure can, because it's four foot wider in Hancock County, and then you literally hit the county line, and it narrows up by four feet, and it's all brand new pavement it's, from uh, nine to the county line, and then it just turns into, like, the road's not bad in Henry County, but it's narrow. It's a narrow road. It's narrow, and there's I, I'll complain about this until they fix it. For some reason, they decided that they needed telephone poles on both sides of the road, which just irritates me because if something happens, there's nowhere to go where you're, you're not going to hit a telephone pole. 234 is a state road, though. It's not like the county yeah. decided that. It's that the state said, the hell with you, Henry County. You're you're just going to deal with it. Yeah. All right. Jeremiah, but, tell me about Quentin Nelson. Quentin, Quentin Nelson. So I was I started Carson to do Wentz. the segue 10 minutes ago when I started talking about yeah, Frank Reich, and we just did. ditched it right back in. So the Colts uh, quarterback... Uh, Hell, I don't even know his name anymore. Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. He uh, he came in uh, with a in a box marked Fred Gilly. He's got a history of being broken yeah. a lot. He made it through one practice, second practice. He tweaked something in his foot, and it turns out he broke a bone loose in his foot that probably had been floating around there since high school, old high school injury. That's so stupid. And they say he's out That's not so not one to three months. Somehow they decided to land on the term of five to five, twelve weeks. Five to twelve weeks. Five to yeah. twelve weeks. I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. This sucks. This is terrible. Bad news. The next day, same practice field, Grant Park in Westfield in Hamilton County. Quinn Nelson, the all-star magical left guard of the Colts. Same exact injury. Five to twelve weeks. Done. Now, 
Keep in mind, the left tackle retired last year on the offensive line, so they signed some dude who had a bum knee from Kansas City, and he's supposed to be out <laughs> half the year. And then the center for the Colts has been out for the entire training camp, too. I didn't Ryan know that. Kelly. So they're Ryan Kelly. Was so out. Ryan Kelly's been out for all of training camp. The left guard gets hurt. The left tackles out for half the year before they even start. And now the quarterback's broken too. the Colts have fallen apart. And the coach has been missed has, has missed every practice except for uh, this week because he's had COVID. Uh, the wheels have fallen off the team. Sounds great. So, I saw a post by sounds uh, like we have a good year. ahead. My friend of the show, Julie Molinaro, he says he thinks the Colts are cursed. And it was a picture of, when they were announcing that they were getting rid of Peyton. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe they did. Cause they, they did it to get a quarterback and that quarterback stuck around just long enough for us to say, yeah, he's pretty good. And then he retired. And it's just been kind of downhill ever since. We'll see if Andrew Luck says, you know what? I'm going to come out of retirement for two months just until Carson's back. It won't happen. That'd be horrible though. That'd be a tease. Cause he, he would probably be better. <laughs> and Listen, then guys, I'll play. I'll just play for a month or two. And then we go into yeah we did go you guys did you guys hear about this high school kid um, who's going who's decided to go to Ohio State I think um, as a junior in high school oh, really? I don't aware yeah if you're coming to if you're coming to the sports segment Dakota we need more I information. believe it was Ohio State I can't remember the kid's name but he said that uh, he's going to be able to make money now. And oh yeah, football? with endor- yeah, because they're yeah. allowing co- they're allowing him to make money off endorsements. So the Columbus Dispatch, yeah, uh, Quinn, Quinn is Quinn, his name. Ewers. Quinn Ewers, yeah, played for uh, Carroll in uh, in somewhere, uh, South Lake Carroll, blah blah blah, Dallas, Texas, rare talent, blah 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 blah. Imagine you're a junior in high school, you're 16 and a half years old, and a college recruiter is like, you can just go now if you want, man. Yeah, sure. I bet that's a, that's you know what I bet that's the first of the little Pandora's boxes that that's opening up that they didn't think about when it. And then imagine being a junior in college, and now all of a sudden your team's quarterback is seventeen years old. You're just using your eligibility. Up He's early not at that even point. old enough to join the military. <laughs> just wait till he gets. Wait till he gets. No, but he'll be he'll have his degree, so he can be an officer in the military by the yeah. time he's actually old enough. Oh, uh, wait yeah. a minute! Wait a minute! Does Ohio State give out degrees to their football players? Or do they stick around long enough? Because there's, have you ever heard that? Was a Is that Tim a joke? W- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a Tim Wilson song that talks about something about, you know, introducing like some guy from Harvard, like, oh, this kid's from Ohio State. He's a, he's a fifth year freshman and whatever. But yeah, they're like, oh, you can't spell. You can't do this. Welcome to Ohio State football. The, the joke has always been like uh, they majored in basket weaving and so yeah, underwater basket weaving was yeah. a fun major to throw around when I was in college. He must have major in underwater basket weaving. Usually, it's like general business. All right, let's uh, let's call it a show right there before we upset any possible uh, any possible universities that uh, we might need to send baby Jackson uh, Bertram or Jackson Davis to. You never know. You could be raising little Buckeyes and we don't know it yet. Could be causing trouble for their future admissions. God, I hope not. Ohio's the worst. So <laughs> <laughs> the Dixie Chicks saying about she knows Ohio stinks. All right, Zachary. Uh, what, do, what do you know? Normal fourth Friday tomorrow if you're in Newcastle. Um, no. You're not doing it tomorrow? No. I hope Two not. days. Yeah. Friday. Tomorrow's Thursday. Friday. It's the fourth Friday. I mean, it's got the name in it. So if you show up on Thursday for fourth Friday, then I guess you've got other things. <laughs> I don't know why fourth Friday. I start. I st- no, I know because it's Thursday. It's no, early, no, no. but no, Friday. No, no. Oh, fr- food truck Friday. Food truck it's Friday. Food, food truck, truck Friday. Friday. I will give a shout out on Fourth Friday though, because apparently the band got lost last on the last <laughs> Fourth Friday, and they went to the wrong castle. Uh, they went to the Green Castle, not the New Castle. And so, shout out to Carl and Lyles who rolled down this DJ setup and provided some tunes on very short notice. And uh, Carl's helped uh, my wife out a couple, like a time or two, short notice DJ. And so, shout out to Carl for being just a good dude in town. Who uh, who brings DJ equipment out when needed, and then uh, L and K will do their. I'm assuming they're doing the normal thing on Saturday with their sales. If you can survive the road construction on the way through L and K to L and K, the traffic switched again. I have not done. Oh, I yeah. watched. I watched a car take the dusty road, and then somebody else followed them down. And I was in the correct lane, and they just went. They sent it down the construction zone yesterday, oh right past L and K. Here's the thing, though. Here's my argument for that, though. If they can do that, <laughs> then why is it the closed? Pin, the markings are trouble. 
Because they're because it's an active construction. No, zone. But I mean, okay, but th- yeah, but okay. So there's um, the construction. Because like, at any moment there could be a piece of equipment sitting there. There is a just con- because there's a clear path doesn't mean that you can t- put traffic on. There it. is a construction co- zone on seventy between Mount Comfort and Post Road, and this construction zone is probably fifty yards long. Or f- the actual construction, the construction zone. Is about a quarter of a mile long. It's right sized. What I've noticed sometimes the NDOT likes to do is they like to have construction zones that are oftentimes, I'm not exaggerating, 100 Miles. to 200 times longer than any active work zone. So I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell They only the want to pay to put those signs out once. That's yeah, legitimately yeah, what happens. They mobilize yeah, well, and the And that's obvious because of the way 3 and 38 is because they're not doing any work at 3 and 38. Or if they did, they were done very quickly. But they decided to nuke 3 and 38 with barrels and make it impassable for, like we said yeah. last week, semis can't make right-hand turn off of 38 onto 3 without shutting the intersection Well, they're down. getting the lane control done down there so that by the time you get up to... There's no lane control. They just threw <laughs> barrels everywhere. It's just, but I mean, like I, I, I have said they, that the the they've the, had to have the, a tra- the maintenance of traffic on that uh, on that job has been a disaster. Oh, it's horrible. Since the day they put them out. But if you can, I mean, because there was a point where last year before we went home th- from when I started work from home, that there was a construction zone, and I'm not exaggerating, from coast, coast to road coast. to the state line on the east side of Indiana. And I would sometimes drive home and there was no visible work yep. between Indianapolis and Newcastle, there, which is like 25 or 30 miles. And I'm like, this shouldn't be 15 miles an hour slower than normal speed limit for this. And this is why you get accidents because people who drive the normal speed because if your construction yeah. zones are boy who and cried you wolf. drive you drive the normal speed for like three miles and then all of a sudden boom there's men and equipment yeah and then you I, mean, I genuinely feel bad i do not want to speed through an active construction zone and endanger somebody's life but at the same time do not put me in a construction zone where there's nobody working <laughs> for a long period of time the so. next thing the next thing that will happen is that they'll put up traffic cameras and uh and speed uh, speed capture devices and then there'll be nobody in the construction zone but you'll get a ticket for speeding through the zone yeah, that's next. That's government's next move. Yeah, that's your vaccine passport of the orange barrel. Yeah. Anything else, Zachary? No. All right. You're not coming one. to Nashville with me, are you? No. No. Got to do it. I got an air mattress for you. Actually, you have to bring your own, but I have a place for you to put it. <laughs> I, I think I own. I stopped having an air mattress when I like bought a camper. So no. All right. We're gonna we're gonna carry on through 90 degree temperatures and and. Oppressive NFL rules without you. <laughs> yeah, have fun with your three day uh, event with your twelve by twelve inch clear backpack and your bottle bottle of water and my mile walk from my Airbnb <laughs> across the bridge <laughs> to the venue for my thirteen dollars sodas. It's going to be a I, this may be a one and done event for me. I, I hope I hope it's very successful. I, I for hope them. the I hope but the rules a, they have in place. I hope you I'm have concerned. a great weekend. But when I heard the rules, I was like, this is some dystopian nightmare of, yeah, they're applying NFL rules to a three-day, all-day event for people. So, yeah, the clear back Stuff starts at 7 a.m. There's, there's programming until 9 p.m. Uh, yeah, you can't bring anything. No, Good luck. Please, please buy I shit. I want to see angry people get angry. No detachable lens cameras. Like, so you can't, like, I couldn't take my normal, like, DSLR. Yeah, take my cell phone camera. Take your cell phone. So good luck. I'm very, I'm very curious to see where I'm allowed to stand and not allowed to stand. Oh, you can't stand there. I hope I, if I get there and they're like, you can't stand anywhere. You can see the racetrack. I am going to have lose. A- oh, for, for the price and for the price of that ticket, a ticket was not cheap. <laughs> it was, it was, a, it was double what mid Ohio is. Yeah. So yeah. I hope you, ha- I hope you have a great weekend. I hope it works out better. Maybe I'm going to have fun. No matter maybe what, by like midday Saturday, they're like, we got to lighten up. This is not fun for anybody. I, I am going to have fun, but I'm also going to, uh, take great joy in watching everybody else melt down around. Try me. and get pictures of the divers. See if you can see the divers, the racing across the bridge. Yeah. They're, they're racing gonna, across. The they're going to have drivers on. We'll, it'll be an NBC five thirty Eastern. That's a late start time, by the way. Gonna, that's going to be the bane of my existence. But you can't see the bridge from the track, or you can't see the, the 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 water from the track, except for the pedestrian bridge that's actually outside of the gate. I don't know that I'm going to have a good view of the water, as it is significantly. Uh, it's a big it, drop. It's a much lower elevation than the uh, than the actual city is. Dakota, what do you got, man? I don't have a whole lot. Uh, 
I really have nothing, man. I just need to promote the Dainty Daisy, Audrey's business. She's been setting up um, at different festivals and things. She'll gonna she's gonna be at L and K on this Saturday. Our friend Cade Coger, uh, their family farm, the produce stand here in Newcastle. She's gonna be set up selling cups, ready to sell. All right. I am also going to promote L and K with my final thoughts, just because everybody we else have did. to. Um, Maybe we do enough. Kate will show up. <laughs> we haven't explicitly told him we need him. I'm going to wish happy birthday to Greg Phipps. 65 years old today. Great friend of mine. Very influential in my He's life. He's had a rough week. 65 years old. Water superintendent for all of Newcastle. Water superintendent of the stars. I think shit keeps breaking constantly. Oh, they had two water Ry- main breaks in Maine, one day. Maine and Riley broke, and now they've got some sort of a cavern that's happened on Trojan Lane. They had a water... They, Tr- Trojan Lane had two different failures on the same day. They had a water main break, I guess, down by... Uh, down kind of close to Forest Ridge. They had another water main break uh, at the water line going into the geo facility off of three. And yet, and they're still dealing with a sinkhole on Parkside Drive, which is Trojan Lane next to Baker Park. Parks. We have a road that has three different names, depending in, on where in you are. In th- yeah, in three blocks. Three different names in three blocks. But yeah, and they're still, that road is still closed. Like you can't drive by the north side or south side of Baker Park. Yeah. So. Well, he's got a new grandbaby. He'll be okay. He'll get through it. With that, we thank you guys very much. I think our plan is to be back on Thursday of next week. You guys be safe, and uh, we'll be back on the other side. <laughs>